you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode six of the Hypno What podcast. Today we're going to be exploring the importance of learning to relax during pregnancy. And I mean really relax, where we actually create space for our brains to switch off. Yes, it might feel like your brain is switched off when you're cruising Netflix or you're having a wee browse of social media, but I'm going to talk to you about why that kind of rest isn't actually as relaxing as you might think. But before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for all the lovely messages of support that many of you sent me and my client over the weekend. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast yet, I'll fill you in. My lovely doula client was in the very early stages of labour when I recorded episode five and her beautiful baby boy was born in the early hours of Monday morning. It was such a privilege to be a part of their birth team. As a couple, they were just so deeply connected and in tune with one another. And it was really gorgeous to see them support and care for one another as we waited for labour to get going throughout labour and then afterwards in their golden hours with their new son. It really is such a privilege to be invited into that space and I'm so grateful to have been able to support that family. It's such a strange thing as well, being on call. Like, who actually has their phone on loud anymore? Wait, <laughs> when I'm on call, my phone is on loud all day, every day. So, I mean, my phone's been on silent since about 2012, other than when I'm on call. So this episode is really relevant to me as well. After being on high alert for birth all weekend, I feel like I really need to carve out some relaxation space for myself as well. So let's get into it. I want to start today by talking about learning to switch off because it's actually something that the vast majority of us are pretty out of practice with. At the risk of sounding like a wee granny, since social media and the internet began dominating our lives, switching off has become a lot harder because in the palms of our hands, we have entertainment. And I've talked to you in previous episodes before about how lazy our brains actually are. Well, switching off is kind of hard work for our brains. (laughs) It's far easier for them to just remain entertained. So our brains want to keep us scrolling They want us to keep checking our notifications, to scroll another feed, check our texts, then our emails, what's happening on the news. And then by the time we've checked all those things, it's probably time to go back to the first one and check that again. So it's not a question of your willpower. Do not berate yourself if you find yourself in this cycle. I want you to really appreciate that telling yourself that you are a bad, lazy person for ending up in a scroll hole, that helps nobody. It just makes you feel like crap. And when we feel like crap, our brains start looking for quick hits of happy hormones, often provided by seeing people like our posts on social media, having a wee laugh at a cat on TikTok. So use a bit of compassion when you're talking to yourself. Recognise what it is that's going on. Are you putting something off maybe? 
For me, I often find myself really wanting to go to bed, finding myself totally knackered, but I just cannot be bothered with the faff of all the pre-bed admin. So I'll often just end up on my phone for an extra 45 minutes or whatever. Putting off the inevitable face washing and teeth brushing. And I want you to really think about that. Like, done is better than perfect. Don't wait for the perfect opportune moment to begin your hypnobirthing practice. You don't need 45 minutes after doing your pregnancy yoga flow with your candles on, your essential oils, bringing all the spa vibes, your bedroom beautifully tidy. All those things are great. If that's how your regular relaxation practice looks, amazing. Good for you. That sounds like utter bliss. I envy you. But chances are for the most of us, life is probably going to get in the way a lot for the time, especially if you already have small people at home or a crazy career or anything else that's just zapping your time. I always encourage my clients to realise that it's the small changes that we are able to make consistently that will have the biggest impact. A dedicated hour of relaxation and focus on your birth prep once a week, that is not going to have as big an impact as five minutes every single day. And that five minutes can be spread out throughout the day. We can find little gaps in our days if we look for them. My number one time hack is waiting for the kettle to boil and then your tea or coffee to brew. Those few minutes, once, twice, sometimes three times a day, Try to use that space for your hypnobirthing practice. Keep a stack of affirmation cards by the kettle to go through while you're waiting. Or even simpler, no tools required, maybe just close your eyes and focus on your breathing. What you will probably find is that after a week or so of doing this, it will start to become habitual. You will start to associate going to the kettle with a bit of a timeout. The noise of the kettle boiling might even become a bit of an anchor for you. And we're going to come on to anchors in just a second. But I want to just talk about this idea of perfection first. So my friend Nicola, who has a hypnobirthing business called Get Birth Confident, she also has a podcast of the same name, which I will link in the show notes. Nicola always says, do not let perfectionism get in the way of actually making your practice happen. And I could not agree with that more. Yes, a 40-minute birth visualisation in a beautiful candlelit bath with all your aromatherapy oils and other good things. That is lovely. And like I said before, if you can make that your regular practice, good on you. I love you for it. But for a lot of people, that just isn't feasible. So I want you to know that the small steps which you might think are less significant, if you can do them regularly, then they're not. They are powerful. The power of hypnobirthing is in the practice because it's the repetition of the message that is most important. So please do not let the idea of a lack of time put you off giving hypnobirthing a go. And if you get to the end of the day and you haven't managed to squeeze any practice in, again, please don't stress about it. Just sticking your headphones in and falling asleep to a track, that counts as a practice. And your brain is still taking in all of that positive messaging, even if you fall asleep. And if it does get you to fall asleep, that's a bonus as well. But equally, you could just head to bed and try again the next day. The aim of the game with hypnobirthing is to help you feel more relaxed, not to give you more things to stress about. 
And if you can't find a practice that works for you, then please drop me a message and we can have a wee chat about it because I'm always happy to do that. I'm always happy to help people find more ways to fit their birth prep into their lives. And on that note, we're going to move on to anchoring. And I want you to consider anchoring like level two of your relaxation practice. Anchoring is a really powerful tool that you can utilise for birth. And yes, practising with it is really essential for it to have the biggest impact for you during birth. But like I said before, do not think that because you don't have all your anchors in place that you cannot do your practice. That is just not the case. Remember Nicola's words, don't let perfectionism get in the way of your practice. So what is anchoring? Anchoring is a tool which uses an external stimulus to cue a state of relaxation and calm. You have heard of people talk about triggers, I would imagine. So that's something which cues a negative response in the body, something that can activate our body's stress response. Well, anchors are the opposite. And if you're thinking that sounds complicated, don't worry, we're going to simplify it. Think about how you feel when you snuggle up under your favourite blanket or smell the scented candles that you always have at Christmas time or you listen to the music from your wedding or you look at pictures of your favourite people. The familiarity and the nice memories of those things tell your brain that you are safe and that makes it easier for you to switch off. It cues your body to relax, keeping it in the safety of your parasympathetic nervous system where everything is in balance and aligned and your body can just work as it should. If you haven't listened to episode four on the nervous system, I'd really urge you to go back and listen to that after today's episode. That's going to take you through the importance of being relaxed and the physical impact that stress can have on your body and your birth. So how can you make anchoring work for you in birth? Well, what I want you to do, and this is a wee bit of homework, I want you to create a toolkit for relaxing throughout pregnancy that you will be able to use during labour. We can create anchors fairly easily. We just need to repeatedly attach a feeling to the cue. So when you settle yourself down to practice, try to have your anchor there as well. But again, your practice doesn't need to have anchors every single time. The more senses that you engage, the greater the impact of your anchors. So smell and touch, those are really easy to pair up. Spray your favourite scent on a blanket or a scarf that you can wrap yourself in. And the idea is that if you use that regularly when you relax, focus on your baby, focus on the idea of birth, then you can use it in the future to trigger feelings of calm. Sound as an anchor is also a big focus in hypnobirthing. And this is one of the reasons that tracks are important. Not only do they feed your brain positive messages, but they become associated by your brain with spending time resting and relaxing. And you'll probably notice that the relaxation tracks I release as bonuses on this podcast all have the same very simple backing music. And inside my client hub, I've got more relaxation tracks. And again, these all have the same backing music, though it's different from the tracks on the podcast. The reason that I use the same backing music for multiple tracks is that this music, regardless of the messaging in the track, becomes an anchor itself. 
you might also find if you use my tracks regularly that my voice, this lovely Scottish accent, that might also become an anchor for you. And this is one of the reasons that I think it's so important for me to record a lot of my own relaxations for my clients because me and my voice are familiar to them from our sessions. They already associate me with preparing for birth and with building confidence in birth. And hopefully you'll find the same the more that you listen to the podcast. I do run one-off birth prep sessions. If you'd like to work with me on your own specific birth, you can check out my website and there's more information on that there. Or just drop me a line either on Instagram or by email if you want to discuss that more. Moving back to anchors. So scent has the strongest and quickest impact on the body. You can probably hear me clapping my hands here because I get quite excited and quite hand gestury when I talk about this. As our, one of the reasons that scent has such a powerful impact is that your nose changes smells immediately into neural impulses. So that means that our reaction to smell is much quicker than it is to our other senses like hearing or touch because there's a bit of processing that has to happen in the middle there. The olfactory centre, that's the bit of our brain that deals with smells, that's also right next to where we store our memories. So that's another reason why smells can be such powerful triggers for taking us into our memory, particularly why they can really pull out the emotions associated with memories as well. So it's definitely worth using smell, using your sense of smell and like I said before, pairing that up with something that engages another sense as well as a really good way of turbocharging the effect. A client that I worked with privately last summer, when we were going through anchors in our first class, I was explaining how they worked and she was like, oh, that's like when you smell sun cream and you feel like you're on holiday. And it was such a light bulb moment for me because I couldn't believe that I hadn't thought about it before, especially since the smell of Pez Buen definitely does that for me. My mum always smelled of that when we were on holiday. So I instantly associate it with holidays and happy times. And after that client enlightened me with this idea of using sun cream, I now have this exact chat with all of my clients and quite a few of them have then used their childhood sun cream as an anchor during labour. A doula client that I worked with earlier in the year as well, she actually had her husband almost continuously through labour rubbing sun cream into her back. And again, this was great because touch is also really powerful for telling us that we are safe and loved and helping with that oxytocin production. So this is super important. And if you need a refresh on why, scope out episode three, which is all about hormones. If sun cream doesn't do it for you and it probably doesn't do it for everyone, I thought I'd go through some other ideas for smells that might work. So a parent or partner's perfume or aftershave, that's a really good anchor to use. So sometimes clients will ask me about using their own favourite perfume or scent. And it's a really good idea to use a smell that you only associate with feelings of safety. So for that reason, something that you wear yourself that accompanies you in all different kinds of experiences, that's not really ideal. But a distinctive smell that you associate with a person that makes you feel safe, that can be a really good idea. And I think this is also great 
not just for during labour, but afterwards, if you have to spend a night in hospital or if you need to transfer in, then a blanket or scarf that you can wrap yourself in when you're maybe separated from your birth partner or other support network, that can really help you to feel safe. It can be really comforting. Essential oil blends are another really popular one. So I've got a little bottle from the Marks and Spencer's Apothecary range, which I love and I use it I take it to all the births that I attend and it's called Cam and it's based around clary sage and lavender. It's got a real spa smell to it, it's good. Um, clary sage is a really popular birth scent as it's thought to boost contractions in labour. So for this reason, it's not recommended to use clary sage before your 37 weeks. Um, studies have also shown that clary sage can help to reduce your cortisol levels. So ideal for helping you to relax. Lavender is another really popular oil for relaxation as well. Um, research into lavender has shown that it actually inhibits your calcium channels in the bottle, in the bottle, in the body, and that makes it easier for you to switch off, uh, reducing anxiety and also reducing pain for some people as well. One really important thing to remember when we're talking about smells, because quite often people will be like, ah. Oh, I'm going to get a posh candle and I'm going to use that during pregnancy. If you find a candle scent that you absolutely adore and you use that as part of your relaxation ritual, please remember that you won't be able to take that into hospital. Well, you can take it in, but you won't be able to light it. So even if you are planning a home birth, maybe get the same scent in a reed diffuser or an oil blend that you could use in an electric diffuser because you don't want to be like my client Sarah last year and we laugh about it now but she got to hospital and unpacked her ginormous Joe Malone peony blush candle and obviously wasn't allowed to use it <laughs> that sat untouched in the corner of the room so I now make sure that I remind people a dozen times that you will not be able to use candles in hospital um and I want to finish off today by talking about a phrase that's bandied about a lot when it comes to hypnobirthing, and that's you get you get out what you put in. I want you to know that I don't think that's necessarily true, and I think that phrase can be really off-putting to people. Yes, hypnobirthing is a practice, and yes, just going to classes or reading a book probably isn't going to be enough to really impact on your mindset and how you feel about birth. But just because you work really bloody hard at something doesn't guarantee you a specific kind of birth. And I think quite often when people hear you get out what you put in, they think that their small efforts don't matter. That the two minutes by the kettle twice a day, that's not enough. And I want to just remind you just now that it is enough. Something is always better than nothing. And it's far easier to work up to that longer, more ritualised practice from something small that you're already used to doing than to go from nothing to trying to find an hour every evening. You are not any less dedicated if you can't fit in a bath with affirmations every night. I know that your birth prep is still important to you and is still a priority, even if you're too knackered to contemplate it after battling bedtime with your toddler in the evening. We need to find ways that fit hypnobirthing into your life. Not make you feel bad about it because it's proving tricky to find time. If you're 
on the lookout for classes or trying to find a hypnobirthing teacher to work with and you know that you're going to struggle to find the time for practice, make sure that you find a teacher who understands that. Find someone that is going to help you make hypnobirthing work for you and for your life because there's no one size fits all approach and your teacher should work with you to help you find the right approach for you. Because if you end up working with someone who is just going to tell you to dedicate more time, to make it a priority, then you're just going to end up feeling disheartened and probably not doing anything and that doesn't help anyone. So find the right teacher for you. Most teachers will offer a free like 15 minute discovery call or maybe run like introduction to hypnobirthing classes so that you can check out their vibe and see if their classes are right for you before you need to actually part with any cash. And I would really recommend doing that. Okay, pals, that is it from me today. I really hope that you found today's episode useful. If you have, I would love it if you could take a minute or two to rate and review the podcast. It really helps me to reach more people and to spread the good word of hypnobirthing. Podcasts are a really incredible free resource. I listen to all different kinds and I think it helps to make good birth preparation accessible to everyone. So I would love it if you could help the HypnoWalk podcast reach more pregnant people. That would really make my day. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend and I will chat to you next week. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno Walk podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time.